Welcome to Minivan Men. I am Al Madrigal here with Chris Spencer and the very funny Maz Jabrani talking to you today about vacationing with the kids. It's summertime. Where are you going to go? Are you going to stay home? Traveling with little ones versus traveling with the older kids. Then we're going to talk about a little bit about discipline with our very funny guest, Peter Berman. Then we're going to wrap things up with some sports talk with Peter, who happens to coach his son and dealing with crazy sports dads. All in this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Minivan Men. We are here. Well, let's bring our, our guest in right away. Um, our guest on this episode is a very good friend of mine. We met a while ago, a comedian, just like all of us. So we're going to bring in a lot of comic dads. But the very funny Peter Berman is here, Peter ladies Peter Berman's yeah. in the building. Very exciting. <laughs> Start of something new. So this is this is good. Yeah, yeah. we no, it's, you know, we're actually um, talking about going on vacation. I go on vacation on Monday. And my kids are actually at the age where they're not that much of a pain in the ass You're anymore. Lucky. My son is carrying his own bag, which mm. is huge. Because I remember initially, and you're at this step, where you have to bring so much crap and you're just loading plastic. I actually helped a mom out in the airport the other day who was traveling by herself because I saw she had she had the travel stroller. She had a car seat that you need to put yes, them in. And remember all that stuff? And then so you need to put them in a car seat. So you got a stroller, a car seat, then their bags. So you got extra baby bags and just. She was by herself? By herself. So I was the one guy. By the way, if you're single and you see a woman by themselves with all this crap, you get to go on the plane first. Just grab a bag of hers. Oh, yeah, nice. And just oh, walk I see. right on the plane. Because by the way, can, uh, you know, in case you're even doubting whether Al would help somebody out. They would see like that. I believe shortly after you met my wife, you ran into her at the airport alone with my kids. And my wife is like, yeah, that comedian I met helped me with my stuff. So I actually wow. believe it. it's pretty remarkable. But here's the sad part. Just diving in. What's sad is don't... you thought she was helping. He was helping because yeah. it was nice. Just because uh-huh. I want to get on He first. just wanted to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I do feel for remembering how difficult it is to travel with little tiny kids. Whenever I see a mom or somebody struggling, I try to help out with Well, it's funny. Stuff. We sympathize because I actually, I sat with a lady. Um, she had her, uh, you know, one-year-old in business class and I was sitting there. Did the one-year-old have his own seat in business? No, 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 no. She because at one you don't you don't you just sit him oh. on the lap. Yeah. Once they're two, you got to buy him a, a, a seat. Yeah, that's right. But but she was there with her kid, and she said, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I was like, "No, don't worry." I was totally cool with it because I I've, I've been going through this with my son because I've taken my son on tour with me, so I know how it is. And it's funny because at the end, as I was leaving, the stewardess came up to me. She's like, "You were so nice." I was like, "What do you mean?" What? And she's like, "Everyone else in business class are such jerks when there's kids next to them." Yeah, really. She's like, you were so nice. Yeah, that is why you're nice when you see the. Uh, I think I've had my kids are older than yours, but when you see people with that look, like they, they're praying and hoping that their kids are perfect. Right. And it's. And, and I, don't my give, wife, I don't give my kids free reign, but there's no way. They're, my kids wife are gonna be perfect. Doesn't play like if somebody makes a face uh-huh. or says something about the kid, she's she like, something? "What? Oh, the Puerto Rican? What? <laughs> <It> comes out? <laughs> huh? 
I will cut you. And I'm like, oh my god, it's a baby. Does she end up making more noise than the kids? I'm like, why you know? is she yelling at Kimbo Slice? Do I gotta fight this dude? <laughs> You're gonna have to what? Fight a guy on the plane. We did. We because we we traveled a lot with my son um, since he was uh, you know since he was really young. So and we took him all over the way. We took him all over the Middle East, and I learned early on. Uh, we got the DVD player. And it was, I don't know how our parents did it without it. We just put the DVD player and he just watches. He's watched I Say's like 50 times. <laughs> My parents did it without it because we didn't fly anywhere. Oh, yeah. I really didn't. Right. I didn't go anywhere. We had a Volkswagen bug. That we had, there was three boys in my family. They put an ice chest. My little brother Dante sat on the ice chest. We just drove maybe like an hour and a half away. So we went to San Rafael, <laughs> you know, from San Francisco. <laughs> like we didn't go really anywhere. And with the DVD player and stuff like that, and that's the thing that's great is that they can get mesmerized like a, a Nintendo DS. My son will just charge up a Nintendo DS. Wait till he turns five and you can just buy him a DS. And just sit there and they play games. But the the, uh, the perspective of, of vacation, like Dante, probably forever remembers like family vacations being super cool. That he got to sit on the ice chest. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's a dream coming true. <laughs> but your dad is like, oh man, you know. I couldn't see a, out the back. Couldn't see. Yeah. He had to sit in the ice chest. <laughs> he had to pack the car. You know what I mean? It's all. It's, yeah. It's all perspective. You know what's crazy too now? Because Al, you said you found a pretty good bargain. I I started because because when you're when you're single, you know, you go hey, you tell your buddies, hey, we're going to whatever Mexico, Vegas, wherever. Europe, everyone pays for themselves, you're done. Then you couple, it gets a little more expensive. Then you get a kid, it gets a little more. Now we got two kids. Right. And I was trying to price a vacation uh, going into Italy because I have a friend who lives in Italy. He said, Why don't you come out? So I said, Okay, so there's four of us and we wanted to take the nanny. That's how we roll. That's smart. We're like, let's take the nanny to have backup. So now I'd have to buy, because the, the baby's, you know, she's new. Now I have to get a green card for the nanny. Now I got to get a green card. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> you know? No, but it's crazy because I was like, I started looking at it. And after a while, I'm like, it's going to cost me about 20 grand to take the family to Italy. And the whole time, Dara, the three-year-old, and the five-month-old are going to have no idea where the hell they are. They don't care. They, FedEx they just has wanna... this thing where you can ship the kids. <laughs> that would be great. My friend suggested uh, sending your kids unaccompanied minor. You know, you sign them in. Oh, yeah. And you just go on a separate flight. So the airline can, they can deal with your kids, just sit them in the front <laughs> row. Awesome. Yeah. And then you send them unaccompanied minor. And you just take a different flight on a different airline, get there at the same time, go pick your kids up, you know? Brilliant. It's like, why is it cheaper, unaccompanied minor? Well, that you're you're allowed to send them, you know, by themselves. So I guess After uh, the age it sounds six, brilliant. You, you don't even themselves. need a nanny. Just well, see, up until two, here's oh oh, here's another market here because up until two, they fly free. Yeah. So what I got to do, being Persian, I got to start making fake IDs for babies. For babies. <laughs> Baby <laughs> fake IDs. Bring your four-year-old to me. I'll be I always was just two. about to say, here's the yeah. only problem. At that age, kids don't lie about their age. How old are you, little boy? And they ask them. My they kid busted old me one you, little time. buddy? And you could have coached him all day. Three. You'd be like, like, oh, he's kind of stupid. My son's a yeah, little stupid. Here's his ID. Here's he his thinks, ID. Yeah. He's, he's, he's almost two. He's not. Getting all free. Yeah. That is smart. <laughs> I love fake IDs for babies. The up, you know, the other way, because usually it's fake IDs to get older. Right. Yeah, fake IDs to look younger. younger. I like it. Brilliant. I uh, I always, I think if you uh, have access to the nanny, that's definitely the way to go, because uh, I always have grand plans of how much resting and relaxing. I bring books. I don't even bring them anymore. The last couple of family vacations, I used to bring a couple of books some things I only wanted to get done when I was relaxing. I don't ever even take them. No, it's like you're not gonna read either them. making sure my wife is having a good time, making sure my kids are cool, and then when that, all that's done, take a couple of drinks, so, go to bed, get up and do it again. No, so there's no exhausting. Vacation is uh, not. Uh, 
you, your kids better have a fun time. It's rough. It's not, it's not nearly as relaxing as uh, you would uh, imagine you would want your vacation to be. So I was telling Maz that I booked, and I did this for the first time, through Costco Travel. And I went on, and I priced the whole thing out. Costco, as in Yeah, the Costco, store? the store. They have a travel? They have travel. Crazy? Costco is everything. That. I wouldn't even get vision insurance anymore because they have Costco Optical, so you can get all of your eye exams for way less than you could ever pay for vision insurance. Are there actual eye doctors? There's eye an eye doctor right in, in the Costco. Costco. In poultry? Right, yeah, <laughs> you go past the toilet paper. And it's an eye doctor. They're gonna, right they're there. taking. Oh, they're gonna have like. They, you, you can probably get no, like a, a checkup, medical checkup. Any, any membership because they do have the pharmacy. So they have a pharmacy, and then they have their optical sort of unit. But they have travel as well. Photo. I think they do jewelry. They you're do start travel. Baby fake IDs. Yeah, baby fake yeah. IDs. <laughs> so anyway, I priced it out. I went through Starwood. Um, that all the uh, W and all those Starwood resorts, and I started trying to find something that way. We're looking to go to Hawaii. We didn't care what island, and. We wanted to go about this time of year. We needed a we really didn't care about the rent a car or anything like that. Right. But they came in thousands of dollars less than everybody else with airline tickets. And you did orbits and did everything. You guys don't know how thrifty I am. No, we when know. It comes. Oh, we know you're good. <laughs> I like. I like all oh, that. We know. Everybody knew. We're actually, ladies, we're doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're shooting this. We're, we're doing this podcast in his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's thrifty. Yeah. So I really did price out. It was one of the most affordable things because I can't, and that's another thing is like I want to get to nanny status. That's pretty great. I was threatening my kids with that, that today uh, because they were arguing. Chris and I were talking about Threaten this. Threaten me with that, by the way. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you a nanny. No, don't do it. Out. Please. Where's the book? I said on the trip, we're going to go to Hawaii, and if you guys act up, I'm going to get you a babysitter. When we go to the hotel, because they have babysitters at the hotel, <laughs> and I'm going to get you guys a babysitter. And no, because the worst thing for my kids is foreign babysitter. They sure. can't stand oh, yeah. anybody new coming over the house. Anybody, they want the same old regular lady that's been coming over there. Our nanny is getting to the point where she's 72. That's the old, old lady that you, that, you, oh, yeah. that you demoted. The bad eye, yeah. yeah he demoted, he, he missed a period. He demoted her. I fired her seventy two. That sounds like <laughs> right? she's old. She's a just nan. So um they really you could threaten them with that because they get so emotional and upset when we leave every single my son's turning nine tomorrow. And anyway, and we're gonna talk about that uh in other episodes, but because uh, we gotta talk about the birthday parties. Maybe next episode we'll talk about yeah. birthday parties. But with uh, my kids, that's what you can threaten them with. Any sort of nanny. How are your kids with babysitters? Are they okay Mine? with uh, No. We have a list. Darlene. No, I don't want Darlene. Okay. What about Aja? No. I mean, so it depends on their mood. But they usually want, like, my my brother, who's like 17, He they could start a fire. And he'd be like, you guys cooking something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they want somebody they can get get a, Just like the, the old lady, they want to be able to somebody they can they want to be with somebody they can punk. You guys give yeah. them options. With... You guys actually give them options. No, I just like, you know, we try to get out at least once or twice a week. Maybe have once you, a week. Have you ever brought anybody on vacation? And what are you guys doing this we summer? We bring her mom. Oh. Her mom. A separate room? So now you're buying oh, the mom's tickets? mom's in the bed with us. <laughs> Cot. <laughs> Made a mistake a couple of times. No, her mom. Did she try? So sometimes if I get a gig, I'll be like, give me this, this, and this, and give me a room. So I'll t- you know, I'll take less money. So I'll make like those special shows like if i go to aruba i'll take less money to make it a vacation you know yeah. what i mean if i go to the grand caymans you know subsidized I mean? vacation that's what i was just telling that's them about with stand-up 
uh, I went to Marco Island and I brought the whole family. So that's you do the do. same. But that's the thing. Like I did, uh, I I did I, for like I love the Bay. I'm from the Bay Area, as as are you. And the first one of the first times I was doing, uh, I was doing Cobbs. So we went without the nanny, and it, and Dara was just you know like seven eight months at the time. So we went up, but he wouldn't he wasn't comfortable falling asleep with like with another like we wanted to bring a babysitter to kind of hang with him right. and then my wife wasn't comfortable leaving him so she ended up being the nanny for the whole weekend and then she got mad at me and then you started dating the nanny and then i started dating the nanny no but then then we just started taking the nanny everywhere we went you know, it, it I helps. can't afford. It. I'm going to Costco. I want to be able to get to nanny travel. You have two status. TV shows right now. You could afford it. <laughs> you, gotta, you guys drop the drug. I need to go on vacation. Like I'm going to ask you guys <laughs> on your vacation when you're sick of being on vacation, just to vacation like one hour more and credit that to me. Let me know what I did that what one. Was the last time you had a vacation. What are you going to do a with the boys? Ago. Huh? What are you going to do with the boys this summer? Will you drive places? I'm, going, I'm going to work in Vegas a couple of times and Laughlin, and I'm bringing them with me. And, how, how old uh, are your boys? How old are your boys? Nine and a half, and my oldest son just turned 12. And they're very respectful in those situations, and people like them, and they like hanging out with them. So I can bring them to those places. We'll swim during the day and do that kind of thing. And, and then they're old enough that you can leave them in the hotel while you go to the show? No. They, sometimes they... Hang on the green room or they okay. chat up one of the other comedians right. or this time I'm trying to arrange Guess my uh, grandmother, uh, my, my grandmother, their grandmother to meet us. And so, uh, but you could like, if you wanted to go, you could leave them in the room and have them like watch TV or something. Put I a haven't movie. thought of that, but, uh, 12 years old is now. close. 12. 12. Yeah. Oh, let me see. What grade was I? 12 is. I know. I watch CNN. I get, I'm not, I, I don't think I, you know, you don't think you're a certain kind of person and then you're right. like, oh, I am. Like I thought, you know, I'm not paranoid then. Next thing you know, you're kind of paranoid. No, but like, uh, I remember when I was 12, my, we, my family would go to Lake Tahoe. What grade is 12? Sixth? Seventh? No, Sixth. Like but I always think of how it will sound, too. He left his kids alone in the room <laughs> in Vegas. I'm like, I didn't, on the no, news, listen, that sounds, listen, listen, kids that sounds horrible. I, just, I, remember, I remember I loved room service. We would get like ice cream sundaes yeah. and like club sandwiches, and we'd get a movie, and we just, I mean, you just watch, you just hang right. out in the room, and you just mess around all don't day. Don't open the door. Yeah, exactly. He said, don't open the door. Whoever knocks, you don't open. You just put the fear of God in there. Them, so they don't open the door. They bolt it, you know. Come up with a little password when you're back, you know. Yeah, but then if your kid is in mischievous, he's gotten into the mini bar. It's like he's standing <laughs> on the balcony railing doing that <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. You know, like in the yeah. beginning of a Vegas, Die Hard. Yeah. Everybody loves Vegas. My kids love Vegas. It's crazy. They love Vegas. Kids yeah. love Vegas. Kids love Baccarat. So um, yeah, let's uh, take a break and uh, go on a little vacation, and then we'll come right back. Okay, thank you very much again for listening to the podcast. Again, on iTunes, some great comments. George, I'm butchering this last name. It comes on June 14th right away and says, Wabuji? Wabuj? And says, love it. The podcast seems so laid back. We're all sitting down and discussing our kids. Keep them coming. I know you're all busy. Any chance you could maybe do two a week? Uh, the answer to that is definitely not, uh, just because everyone is 
really doing as much as they possibly can and it's such a struggle for us to meet on a regular basis but we definitely will keep up the pace of once a week thank you very much george for commenting anyway thank you very much everybody we appreciate the comments keep them coming if you have any questions again you seek us out we're easy to find almadrigal.com uh, masjubrani.com and thechrispencer.com thank you very much everybody and we are back we were just talking about vacations and then at the end there we got into a little bit about trusting him in the room alone and our guest again is peter berman very funny comedian uh, where can they find you again? Do you have PeterBerman.com? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. How's is Berman spelled? It, is it B-E-R-M-A-N? Yeah. yeah. Easy. Standard. And Peter is P... No. Yeah. Anyway, so we were talking about trust and trusting your kids in the room. I think 12... I mean, 13 is certainly capable, especially if the kids get along, but it's just about trusting your kids. That's how Peter came to be a guest, is that we were... Uh, talking on the phone, he started telling me this story about his kid threw him under the bus. I led off with this story. It's so funny. It's, you know, early in the morning, and I've been talked to Alan a little bit and he called he's like what's going on and I just no small jumped talk. into it like, ah, my youngest son just sold me out dude the nine and a half year old yeah and what it's great I, I immediately said you gotta tell this because again I know I'm gonna run into this you're gonna run into yeah. this you're certainly gonna run into this and it's gonna be they're mischievous and are certainly I think with our daughters that's why oh, so what, well, what anyway, happened with you what happened well I'll try to make this as concise as possible so my son's at school you know he's go he goes to school and he's in the fourth grade my youngest son and I get this email from a parent that says um, the the kids made these uh, tiles they're gonna permanently go on the wall you know they're like some artwork so I get this email that says uh, if you want to buy a poster of the tiles that have been made. You can buy a poster for 10 bucks, you know? I thought, oh, my son would probably want it. So I'm like looking through the email, and all the tiles have the kid's name on them. And I can't find my son's tile. So then I thought, uh, that's kind of weird, right? You know? So I know how many kids are in the class. So I count up how many tiles. There's 34 kids in the class. There's only, there's only 30 tiles on there. So the next morning, um, my son wakes up and I said, uh, hey, uh, I got this email that you could buy the poster with the tiles. I said, how come your tile's not on there? And my son goes, uh, I didn't have time to finish, right? Which, uh, in a weird way, a lot of times I assume kind of the worst of my kid, right? Because I, I look at the poster, and there's kids, that some of them look like uh, like Mona Lisa's the tiles. Like this, Those kids seem to have like plenty of time. A lot of time for their tiles. ton of time for their tile. You know, like, they weren't like smiley faces. There was something like, so how come my son didn't have time, right? So then I said that to him. I go, well, hi, look at these. How do they have the time? And he said... Um, he goes, well, then every time I was doing it, um, my teacher didn't like it. She said the ears are too big or the eyes were too big, mm. whatever. And I, I go, really? So, and I said, listen, I'm not mad at you. Just tell me the truth because now I'm getting a little upset because why is there an email going out? This is like a class poster. Because that's not true either. Out of the 30 tiles, there's plenty of tiles where the ears are too big. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. There's right, some right, bad right, art right. on the tiles. Yeah. That's right. And, I, and I'm immediately thinking like, okay, if it's to be punitive to my son because his wasn't very good or then you put his bad work on that poster and all the kids have that beautiful work and then down in the corner is my son's <laughs> sketchy, four. like a little humiliation. Like if you wanted to take some time and you cared about it, because it's you know for public viewing, then it would be better. But it's not even on there, right? So and he, he then my son tells me this other kid's not on there, and he explains that you know the teacher didn't like his work. So 
I totally get it. And I tell him, I say, hey, just, just tell me the truth. I'm not mad at you just so I completely know what's going on here. That's his story, right? So... Is I, he looking away from you when no, he's telling anything? No, it's just looking right, right at me. <laughs> and the thing is, his older brother, uh, early on, I gave him that same speech about just tell me the truth. And, you know, and I've always rewarded them for being truthful, even when it's like some sketchy stuff. I've gone, hey, you know, it's much better. The only way I can really help you, either by, you know, parenting you the right way or looking out for you, is if I really know what's going on. And my older son gets that. So I give that little speech to my younger son. He's like, that's it, right? So I get kind of caught up. I'm not overly excited, but I go to bed with that information, you know, and then I wake up and I have that conversation with them. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of steamed. I mean, this is like a class project. Why is my kid's thing not on there? Yeah, you're, you're not mad at your kid. You're mad at the teacher. I am mad at going after the teacher. Yeah. yeah. You believe your son. Yeah. So I go around the teacher, not totally on purpose. I just kind of get a little worked up and there's a coordinator, a magnet coordinator at their school. And I kind of run it by her, you know, and I, I say, yeah, I don't need you to comment because I think I'm totally right. I don't need you to comment or give me your opinion about whether you think I should have got an email or a note saying, hey, we're making a poster and your kid's work's not done. And if you want it done, you should follow up with it. I said, but, you know, if it's a class thing. So she's like, I'll speak to the teacher. I get an email back from the teacher later on that day, not only explaining that she found it one time on my son's backpack crumpled up, but then listing... Uh, and could you send the book back, you know, that we've been reading? Because I've told him to bring the book in for the last, like, week. Oh, no. And this writing project's due, and that's not done. And she just came full barrel with all the ways my son was slacking off in class, which is another issue. Like, I, I wasn't made aware of that before, but since I complained. Now you're going to tell me. But even still, she's what she's saying is still right. So I really don't have a lot of leg to stand on now that I try to... You call her out. I called her right. out, so she called my kid out, right? I mean, full full blast. And school is over in a week and a half. And granted, it's only fourth grade, but she's going to be writing my son's grade soon. Mm -hmm. So not only does my son misinform me, and I get all this information back, but he misinforms me, and I call out his teacher right before she's going to grade him. Oy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So first, I'm, now I'm upset at my kid that he just sold me out because I said you know, just tell me the truth. And it's funny because you have people that they, they excuse kids' behavior that don't have kids. They're like, well, right. he's only nine. Yeah. Yeah, but I still spelt it out easy for a nine-year-old and my son. There was no yelling. There was no, just tell me the truth. And Did he still didn't do it. you tell him that you were going to gonna go speak to the teacher? Of course. Okay. Oh, wow. And that's so the you big, gave him another chance. Gave like, him another chance. And not me. threatening in any way. Like, dude, I have your back, so do I have the whole story? Not, all of it was to completely encouraging. And it's just funny because that, in a nutshell, is that son of mine, that particular one, is that somehow he thinks he knows better than me right. and is also, do you know what I mean? Like somehow I'm going to speak to the magnet coordinator and I'm going to call out the teacher and it's all going to work out perfect for him? Yeah, like no, one, a, no one's ever going to mention. There's like a lot. I wonder if there's a thing at that age where like the logic doesn't come together of like, oh, wait, I just gave him the info and I'm going to get in trouble because he's going to go and find it. And, and you know what? And that's what I want him to understand. As right. his father, like dude, A plus B equals C. So I'm trying to help you. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a possibility also that time will prevent, time will take, you know, its course, and he's not going to get in trouble right now. See, if he tells you the truth right now, he might get in trouble right now. But if he tells you this lie, and then maybe you'll get around to talking to the teacher, or there's a whole bunch of hope in the air. Right. No, I know. And uh, whole bunch I took of, action right away. Yeah, that's scary. And the fu here's the amazing thing: when people say he's only nine, 
before I came here this afternoon, I picked him up from school and I told him that I was coming here and I told him I was going to tell that story. And he just like kind of sighed because he got it. He got yeah. it. And he knew even before then, he just hoped it worked out. So now when you went to the teacher and all this happened, then what, then you go to the, your son and what happens then? Well, you, I mean, you go back to him and you yeah, go, Yeah, he's hell? not confused. No, right, no, no, right. what happened? No, I'm saying, what happened what's the story punishment? What happened when, what, once you found out that he was lying, well, what, at this what was point, the next With that thing? particular son, yeah. there's been no punishment and not in like a, I'm not punishing him kind of way. Like he has, he's created this really bad situation. I mean, he created this situation where I told him to tell me the truth and he sold me out. What am I going to do, right? Like, but I don't did mean. did you go to him and go, hey. Yeah, and then, the te- and then I told him the teacher's, told me all that stuff and she's going to be grading him. So there's like, you know, taking away TV or, or any whatever thing you, that's not the point. Like, dude, you're missing an opportunity to like, there's no punishment that's going to fix kind of so where he's coming from. You're you know? punishing but yourself, so much- but you didn't do anything to him. You just let him, like he, you feel like he's already punished because he'll get punished by his bad grades and he's got to learn. Well, to be obviously, we are not at the point yet, right? Where that's all making sense to my son yet. So right now, uh, his creation of what he's creating. I mean, I'm his parent, but he still has choices. And as a nine and a half, he's making some weird choices that don't come back. And you know, when he gets his grades and they're whatever twos and threes instead of threes and fours, or when his thing doesn't make it onto the poster, like he, you know, what I mean, he's creating this situation. But then I think also the problem with is there's a couple things here. There's a problem with the second kid, and you're going to see this with your daughter, and you're going to see this. We're, we know we're, we're going to see this with our daughters because it's the second kid. So here you have this pioneer child that is Dara, who's already a little bit rambunctious. But my son is definitely just a little bit more affected by me when it comes to discipline than my daughter is she you know couldn't care less i can't believe how different my oldest son the look you know that look that dad look Mm -hmm. my oldest son it works like a charm always has my youngest son i give him the look i've always given him the look and he looks looks at me like really like nothing (laughs) <laughs> not no it has i mean and uh i know they're unique and different and i i appreciate their uniqueness and different but it's like really i cannot believe that they're this different they're observing wow. the entire time so you're gonna have this little tiny thing that you, you, your daughter is not even talking at the end point but they're watching how dara gets busted and i think they're calculating how they can manipulate this system they're just constantly trying to get what they're like little they criminals want. they are yeah. what they don't understand is you're like I, that's what i told my youngest son today is like i am only for real i know it's a dad speech i am only trying to help you out yeah. you know what i mean I and it's so only, funny when you heard I that as a kid you're like to no help. you're not yeah yeah. And I, that's what I told him about this show because he was bummed out that I was going to come and tell mm-hmm. that story. And I said, the reason why, and I said, the, and the, these other fathers are going to find it funny and people are listening and are find it interesting because they all know that you just don't get it yet. And the only thing I do is want you to get it. That's what, you know, everyone knows it, but you, and you're going to, you know, that to me, there's, uh, maybe there should be some discipline, but to me, it's not, it's not like a hippie vibe, but that's the punishment right there. You're like, dude, you're going to get it when you get it. You know I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it's bad enough, I'll have to give you a punishment. But selling me out and then the teacher coming blasting you back, I mean, it seems And I like... wig out. I, I See, I, that's another thing is I wouldn't have been so cool about all of this and just let it go. I'm, I treat the kids like it's like lethal way, like Danny Glover 
roughing up, roughing up an informant or something like. I, you want I can make things tough on you. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> you that, it's that, it's that, it's that Tiger Mom stuff that we were talking about a couple, uh, a little while ago about you know, it, it's there's a fine line between you know just letting it like okay, we, you're gonna learn your lesson, and then the Tiger Mom who was crazy. You know, I think, I think, I think, I mean, I, I'm no I'm, dinner. I'm in, I'm Go in, to your room. But no, I, 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 I was saying to Chris before we started the show. When it's difficult being a parent, I'm okay with that because it's difficult sometimes, right. right? Sometimes it's you know. But when I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, and a little bit with this situation with my son, like that kind of freaks me out. And it's not that it's hard or I have to teach him something or I don't want to do. This, but when I'm not really sure what to do anymore. That, that's that's when I feel really weird. I do as a the parent, same you know? thing I do in stand up when a unique heckling situation comes up or anything like that. I just sort of wing it, and that's you do, what you do crowd parenting. work. Yeah, I just yeah. do crowd work, and that's another thing that it plays into this. And we can, we're going to wrap this up and move on uh, and take a little break. But um, as a comic, we're really not scared of confrontation. That's so. I mean, you're so ready to have a conversation with that magnet mom. And that led you to the conversation with the teacher that got you in trouble. But we're ready to call anybody out at any time for Absolutely. heckling us because we're not scared of the confrontation because we've been confronted so much with many different audience situations. So and it was to look out for my kid, though. To look right? out for your that's kids. what it so was. Not, not, not for some, not for some, right? For the highest, thousand, the yeah. highest possible good in my mind. I'm right. looking out for my kid. Oh, dude, you you left out some really. Big were parts. You, were you very yeah. disappointed? Were you like, wow? I was. I was. I, I, was, I was because my twelve-year-old, he 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 gets that kind of stuff, and sure, it makes my life easier that he gets it. But not only that, it's going to make his life easier that he he he's a big picture kind of kid, and that's all I want. My younger, you know, you know. So it was. It was. What really, did, it did, was he, really did he say? Why he did it? No, that's like a little more complex. I just think it's what you said. Is there is like it's like a stalling tactic right. for some hope. You know, and when I, I and I and I and I didn't say uh, why. Pro probably you want to, you know, if I probably he probably thought I was going to be mad right. that his thing wasn't on there. But I told him I'm not mad. I just want to know why it's not on there. My dad's tactic was would have been furious that uh -huh. mine wasn't on there, uh -huh. and it was always my fault. And the teacher was always right, and you screwed up. And I don't want to, if this woman, that's the boss. That might be a good way to go, oh, yeah. though, deep oh, yeah. down, honestly. Yeah. Like, when in doubt, if you're going to have a, a fallback, it might be I think, that. I think Al is crying. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. No, let's, let, let, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on? This is Bill Burr, and I'm really excited to announce that I'm going to be next week's guest on the wonderful podcast, Mini Van Men. So please tune in. We are back. Uh, this is Mini Van Men. We are here. Maz Jabrani, Chris Spencer, Al Madrigal with our very funny guest, Peter Berman talking about uh, Peter has two boys that are older than ours and I see Peter all the time over at the sports complex I'd call it a complex but it's yeah, are, a your kid, are your kids yet into the sports? Oh my <laughs> understatement oh, my boy's too young oh boy. Yeah, uh, we have baseball oh, karate yeah. mm -hmm. basketball and soccer camp started this 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 just this this Monday. And then my son is in football. That's where we see each other a lot because they play flag football in a really rough 
So it, it does get rough down does there. Rough. And you just said this there's cheating rock? allegations. Where is this? Cheating allegations. <laughs> Who, who's <laughs> cheating? Who's what's? Uh, there's always age cheating. It's just funny because you know, in cheating. general, you know, we're always around our kids. You're trying to teach your kids fair play and stuff like that. And then as soon as you're in these group league settings. There's people that don't take it seriously enough. There's people that take it way too seriously. There's a lot of there's a lot of well, that's what I, I want to sort there. of talk about is that what I feel when my son is out there. My son is really into basketball. He plays club soccer, so he plays soccer year round. But he's really into basketball. I put a half court in my backyard. I think didn't he challenge you when you were over the house? He yeah, made he you play, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he wants to, anybody that walks back there, he's going to play one-on-one and loves basketball. So we start playing club basketball up in La Cañada, and he's really into that. But you can tell a lot of the dads, I, there was this Middle Eastern dad whose name was Raman. Yeah, Persian. That's a Persian dad. Persian dad, yeah, Ramin, Ramin, yeah. yeah, Ramin. Ramin, yeah. yeah, comes, probably a doctor, something yeah. like that. And I, Lorenzo had a great, Lorenzo plays constantly. Yeah. And he's good. So he had these games where he was scoring 22, uh, 30 points a game. Damn. And these are eight-year-olds. So he was putting up big, big numbers. And they, uh, score the, the score was 36, and he scored 28 of those points. Wow. So he was lighting it up. And there's, so it was legit shots. And that little Asian kid was setting a screen for him. <laughs> and he's used to playing in Eagle Rock where somebody punches him in the stomach. And, you know, three guys attack him. So now they were, there was no double teaming, so he had his way with this place. And Ramin, uh, I guess we were standing there, and Dad comes up and he goes, Hey, man, your son. He goes, He's a damn good player. He's a good little point guard. And Ramin goes, ah, Well, my son is point guard. <laughs> <laughs> He's a point guard for the last three years, so I think he'll be the point guard. Mm-hmm. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, so we have dads that are taking it so seriously and living vicariously through these little kids, but you can't help it. I mean, when my son's out there, and my son, this other kid who was playing, I actually knew him, he was a cameraman from something I worked on. His son runs on him, lowers his shoulder, and just sticks the crap out of my son. There's a little tiny guy and just rocked him. And Lorenzo just went flying back. And you can't help but have the hairs in the back of your neck go up. And so your little buddy is out there getting his ass kicked. And so you can't help but feel emotional about it. So I get that. And then there's the dads that waltz in and just their kids aren't very good and they really don't even care. My son's good. My son cares. I care. I love sports. I was never really in sports, so I am really living through him at this point. I'm not going to disguise that. But one of the things you're living through, right, is that you're, honestly, you've set up a goal, and he's trying to do something, and you're seeing him do what he's trying to do, which is sport. You're you're supposed to try your best. And when you see your kid interested and passionate and trying to do his best, you want him to be his best. That's like, that's... That's the lesson, right? Of yeah, playing I, sports. I, I stopped I, as a kid because I, I played a lot of sports, and uh, and I, I actually, you know, having Iranian parents, immigrant parents, you know, with accent and everything, I didn't like my parents being at the games. And I remember my dad came to one game, and the guy was playing me on defense. I was soccer, and he was playing me on defense, and I kind of saw my dad kind of sidle up to the coach, and he started talking to him. And I'm like, oh, what's he doing? And he was doing the my son is forward, not defense. And I'm like. <laughs> Dad, shut up. He's like, you know, my son forward. You know, I'm like, oh. Well, I think we played for fun when I was a kid pretty much. And now even at like eight, nine, and my we, we live in Highland Park. My kids play in a league where like that's some parents uh, think that that's 
how their kids are going to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's for a lot of them seemingly not very fun, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's just a different vibe when we played. I thought a lot of it seemed to have fun. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of this, this one dad on my youngest son's baseball team, his son was pitching. He, he, I'm not joking. He yelled us out to at his son and not near the fence, like way up by the snack bar. His kid like walked somebody. He yelled out, you suck. The dad yelled at his own son? To his kid. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm like looking around like, boy, everybody's going to think that's weird, right? Nobody, nobody bats an eyelash. Nobody thought it was that weird. Just me and my wife kind of thought it was weird. And like one other, you know, so. Well, what's unique about Peter also is Peter coaches. So, and that's another. I love you, coaching, though. <laughs> well, you, you coach baseball or? Pa- coach baseball and flag football and. You know, my, my coach's manual, two rules to the kids, like, uh, you got to uh, pay attention and try your hardest. It's like so... You coach your kids? Yeah. Coach How's my kids. that? Um, a lot of playing time for your kids. <laughs> luckily, my son, my older son, who I coach quite a bit, he's competitive, like Al's son, and he likes to play, so you don't have to worry about it ever being a perception of favoritism at all. But I actually good. think it's very difficult for a kid... To, for you to be the coach, you know, he doesn't call me dad, you know, and he either doesn't call me anything, but all the kids are calling you coach. You don't want him calling you dad. And you don't, I, I personally don't want to show favoritism, which mm-hmm. I guess you probably should. If you're showing up and working for free, maybe you should throw your kid a bone. Right. But I, you know, so I think it's uh, the first, now it's easier, but at the beginning it was, it's weird. I always have a lot of empathy for the, the kid who plays for his dad because it's not easy. Uh, not only that, just sharing your dad, like right. all the other kids, they don't need to share their dad. Right, you know, they can go tell their dad whatever they want about the game, and their dad's looking out for them, or their dad's cheering for them. When you're coaching everybody, you know, you're, you're your kid has to share you with everybody, mm. and it's like uh, I think it's kind of tough, actually. Who are the kids on your team that you just can't stand? The certain types of kids, because you have kids that you hate. I have kids that I hate. <laughs> well, here, I was like, here, I was like, well, here's the, I'll, go, I'll go. You have kids that you hate. He doesn't have it. I have kids that I hate. <laughs> here's the thing about picking the team, though. When you pick the teams, you know, they have these drafts. I pick. Uh, well, you have to have a couple athletes, but you'll get them. But I, I, I pick kids and families, even if I'm at like some kind of tryout. I just like make a note if some some kid's parents acting crazy. Just put a big X. Right. Even if the kids know if the kids know good, I'll talk. I'll chat the kid up a little bit, and if he seems like normal and nice, right. I put a check mark. Right. Like I'm not trying to win the World Series. For talent. Trying, You're just scanning for cool families. Yeah, yeah, down for cool families, and all, and you usually get the most out of these kids because uh, at least for me, I'm not trying to get in a big sob story. I had tons of insecurities as a kid. And it's like one of the first thing I notice about kids. Like if a kid can't catch, or a kid's kind of slow, or a kid's kind of uncoordinated. I and I honestly have an affinity i appreciate the really good kid who doesn't but i have an affinity for the worst kid and if you just pay some attention to him and don't write him off as the worst kid usually it's like the coolest kid you end up coaching yeah. this kid who was horrible or couldn't do anything and um you know and i, and I, I honestly as a coach too I, I see nothing wrong with wanting to win kids like to win they do oh, like to yeah. win yeah they like to win yeah. losing's the, fine but they like to win and it's of fun. all the sports that your son now see i feel like my kid was your kid and spread out so much that he can't really emphasize in anything mm-hmm. and so they don't really care but you sounds like soccer no, is, baseball is actually his thing I, I don't know if i told you guys the a good game but, yeah, last uh last week he had a double a triple a home run and it ended the season with a grand slam how, how old is he one no, he's six. <laughs> <laughs> he's six. Yeah, and so that's a, that was amazing. I Coach had, pitch, um, or they pitch? No, they pitch. The, the, the fathers, the coaches pitch. Yeah, and if they, you know, they if they miss three times, then they get they bring the tee out. 
Well, uh, you know that father that yelled, you suck to his kid? So my son, that same team, he's in the, they're in the Little League Tournament of Champions. And that son uh, pitched the perfect game, all strikeouts. Doesn't suck uh, that much. So there's the, uh, there's the rub, too. You know, as the dad yells, you suck. And then I don't care, even at 9 or 10, a perfect game. As a fan, I was watching. Right. It was amazing. I mean, he struck out every Tiger game. Tiger dad. Yeah, he struck. But uh, this dad yells, you suck. And then his kid pitches a perfect game in the tournament. It's just like, it's just a recipe for disaster. You know, that right. the kid actually responds to, oh, to, you suck. to uh, the fear and stuff. You know, uh, it's... Um, oh. We had that. I had, I, I, we had a, a, a growing up again, I played baseball and there was a dad who would like, it's, it's just a mess. He would yell at the umpire. We're, we're 12 years old. He's yelling, and then he gets banned from the place. Yeah. And he's walking around dropping F bombs and all these yeah. kids. And you're like, what is wrong with this guy? I, 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 as a coach, I did get kicked out of somewhere though. I hate to. What, you get kicked out I, of a I game? What'd you do? Of, these referees didn't know the rules. And I just went up to him afterwards and oh. said, uh, Hey, you're not the reason why we lost the game, but you know, everybody here pays you and stuff. And you know, if you could just learn the rules, there's not that many, you know, trying to be cool, you know, and yeah, like uh, it's a touchdown. It's not a home run. So they really didn't know many of the rules, you know, and then, uh, let's just say you're supposed to kick off from the 20, uh, they're kicking off from the 35. Right. And so I, this is I, Eagle Rock, Eagle Rock. So I, I yell at that out after my game's over to the next coach, you're supposed to kick off from the 35. And the coach's like, what? And I go, the refs don't know this. But you're supposed to kick off from, you know, whatever. 20, I correct it. 20. And the ref goes, get out of the park. You know? And I'm you like, what? You kicked out for that? Which, yeah, so, which yeah, he wasn't cursing or anything. And he goes, you're, he goes, you're but uh, as a, com as a comedian, you know, they think you can't, you know, you, you're not used to being heckled. Like in public situations, like you look like a pro, right? So he says, uh, you're, you're teaching your kids a great lesson, coach. And I said, no, I am. To play by the rules, yeah, you know? So, uh, and it also happened to be Halloween. Uh, day, so I had to go tell the director. I thought the responsible thing would be to go tell the director that I got thrown out of the park for arguing. And this is but Christian. They're, yeah, they're, no, they're all in costume though. No, it's actually a different park. They're all they're yeah. all in Halloween costume. So I have to tell some guy wearing like a Manny Ramirez dreadlock wig, <laughs> standing next to a pirate that I just got thrown out of the uh, out of the park. Uh -huh. That's hilarious. So that's a, and then the other thing with the comic and all the guys at my park, what I do with all the same uh, guys, not the people in costume, but I give everybody comedy store passes. So I bring a big stack of comedy store passes, and everybody, I got everybody on the take. Popular so dad. I really do every ref <laughs> like and every just here. I slot them here. Ooh, is it two two for forty or like that? <laughs> Guess who's not paying any night right That's here? Hilarious. And so I've got everybody bought and paid for. That's how I'm dealing with things. That's nice. a good uh, bribe. So your son isn't really that good. No. These bribes. A lot of free throws. A <laughs> lot of free throws. Right. Uh, and here's cause somebody's trying to come out in pajamas. We better we better call this one. Uh, Dara's going to come running out here yeah, in his PJs. He's All right. Um, that was great. Uh, Peter, Bur where do they find you again? Uh, PeterBerman.com. Do you have the Twitter? Yeah, you, the Twitter. Yeah. And where Peter you Berman. Ha where ha. Where are you performing these days? I'll be in Vegas in a couple of weeks and um, a lot of places you, you wouldn't want to perform at, I think. <laughs> yeah. You can find uh -huh. it on the schedule. And um, I hope. Um, I'd say you look into some threatening. Sure. As an outsider, I like what you guys are doing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. nice. Thanks yeah, it's a lot. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very much. And um, keep in touch. And please uh, write in if you want us to talk about anything or you have any questions. You can email any of us, and we will make sure that they are represented on the show. Thank Let's you very thank much. Let's thank our uh, producer. All right. 
Jorge, Georgie. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Here comes the good music. Listen. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.